Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hi. Confession. Um, I've spent a lot of pandemic starving. Now, to be very clear, I weigh close to 200 pounds and don't have an eating disorder, so I don't mean literally starving. Hi, welcome. This is the confession series in which I pull over to the side of the road and just say things. So if you're new to That's What She Said, I promise I haven't gone insane. You're just in the midst of an experiment and me just saying confession, saying a thing and then talking to you because my most expert self is absolutely what I lead with, the part of me that knows, the part of me that's certain, the part of me that's been there, the part of me that can tell you about it. And what I most want from other figures at this very moment is to hear about the parts that are hard, the parts that are struggly, the parts that are challenging, the parts that are like, what the fuck do we do now? Um, And maybe I'll have some expert fucking, you know, quote unquote wisdom in there. Um, But I don't want this podcast to be as cishet, white, passive, income friendly guru as it has historically been. Um, It wants to be something else. And what it wants to be right now is that I drive for a while. I listen to music, a podcast, whatever it is. I get my bearings. I have my caffeine. It's a Sunday morning. And then I just tell you what's happening with me. And the rule is, which is such a hard rule for me, um, I can't think about it beforehand. In order to take up space, I can't just be like, this is so efficient because I'm a sucker for efficiency and productivity. And um, I can't carry a notebook with me to like take notes all week and then talk about it because I would subconsciously be shaping the whole thing in my head. And the point is that it's a transmission. It is not a carefully crafted educational seminar with a curriculum and objectives and a clear call to action and incentives and promo codes all that shit i've done that for 12 years listen to any of the episodes before this one (laughs) before the confessions um the part of me that knows about craft and wants to play with craft also wants to play with spontaneity and what happens when i take all the things that i think i know about craft toss them to the wayside and see what happens so that's where we are if this is your first episode welcome it's going to be a ride i don't know what the ride's going to be yet if you've been here for a while fantastic let me know what you think what you feel what this does email text whatever needs to happen um k at or if you're a client or past client just text me i'm i'm around so the confession is i've spent a lot of uh pandemic starving 
And a lot of that is because remember, like this is going to be really back there. Um, I moved with Bear to Portland on January 1st, 2020. And what we didn't know at the time was that I had uh, gotten long COVID. Like long COVID went through my whole immediate group of people um, before it had a name or a test or we knew what it was called. Um, I took Bear to uh, urgent care and because he didn't have pneumonia... Um, and he wasn't having flu-like symptoms. He just couldn't fucking breathe uh, because his cough was so bad. They, I, he is still upset to this day because the nurse was like, "I don't know. My recommendation, my recommendation is to stop being a pussy." Um, which, in hindsight, if we were lawyery people, would be a fucking malpractice lawsuit. But we're not lawyery people. So it was just like, wow, okay, you're telling a man who's like 6'4", 275 pounds, literally played linebacker on football teams. Um, he's incredibly strong um, that he's a pussy. Maybe, maybe there's something else going on there. So long COVID, which again, we didn't know that that existed. It was just a, a disease that sucked, uh, meant that for the first three months of 2020, as we were moving, my goal was to be able to breathe and sleep because I lost both of those capacities. Um, luckily, I had enough breathwork training that when I couldn't breathe, I could sink even lower into my body, relax and find like, okay, what if we go for 10% breath right here? What do we find there um, that I didn't go into hysterical, like panic, hyperventilating breathing because I'm fairly certain I would have died. And I say that without any sort of there's no exaggeration there. I know I can exaggerate to be funny, but it was close. So I'm coming back from that and pandemic starts. <laughs> I, I've just moved thousands of miles away from everyone that I know and love. Um, there's this urgent calling that says move to Portland. It's very expensive. If you have never moved thousands of miles away, it's not fun in any capacity. You can know a thing is the right thing or the next thing. It's not fun. Um, it's just a lot of upheaval and trying to find a new place. And like when the pandemic started, I couldn't get to my local grocery store without GPS. I didn't yet know where it was. So in a way, like that was the most horrible thing at the time. But in a way, it was like, oh, I'm going through a profound disorientation on purpose. And then the pandemic throws in this global disorientation of what do we all do now? So I was just in this like maelstrom of swirling, not knowing um, for a while. And I didn't know how to support myself in that capacity. Now, support myself financially, I've always done, will always do. I've never been on unemployment. I've never been unemployed. Um, it's, it's so important to me to have my own income that I would rather my partner be unemployed than I be unemployed because I just, I can't. Um, so I had long COVID, but also was the sole breadwinner. And, um, I didn't have any, I had friends in Portland, but we were all, you remember the early days of lockdown? Like we were scared to leave the house or I was scared to leave the house because the city was so new. And now there was this weird, ominous element in the air, which I assume was everywhere, but was very heavy in Portland. 
um, it just, you just stay in. Like it felt unsafe to go to someone's house and see them, unsafe to meet them somewhere. Lots of things were closed except for essential businesses. So we could go to buy weed, buy groceries, and then we could go back home. That's it. Um, or buy gas. Woo. So without meaningful social interaction, all social interaction except for that which happened with bare one human happened via Zoom or FaceTime or text or WhatsApp or social media or whatever the fuck. It was all screens. Um, I didn't yet have a routine based in like caring for or honoring my body. Eventually I was in so much pain and so miserable and disconnected from reality that I started doing yoga every day which was the beginning of like not starving. Oh, I, I, how do I take care of myself when there is no one else to rely upon? Um, I found Jessamine and I started doing yoga and then I made lists. I remember making checklists of like, these are the things that will feed you kelp. This is the way forward. What are you going to commit to? And so I slowly began to commit to more and more things. I will do yoga every day. I will walk at least a mile every day. I will spend at least an hour outside. I will have five servings of fruits and vegetables. I will drink water. These are not revolutionary things. I'm not training to be a Navy SEAL here. I'm trying to figure out how when the forms of sustenance that I was used to disappeared, how to make new forms of sustenance. And I was so committed to it, not because I'm a better person than you or because I was into self-help more than you or because there's no superiority here. I was in so much pain and I had almost died that I understood intuitively that I had to redo the whole thing from the ground up. What does my life look like now? And how does this work? And how do I get some sort of sustenance so that I don't, so my soul doesn't die? Because physical death is one thing and soul death is another. And I really wanted to get clear on the fact that like I wanted to live and my soul wanted to live. And I'm not willing to be here on this planet with my body alive and my soul not alive. That appears to be the agreement upon which I've founded my whole fucking life and career and interactions and community and all of that stuff that I, if I am here on this earth with this body and this breath, then my soul is present as well. I will not check out. I will not go away. I will not just separate and let the body sort of soldier on with the mind in charge because mind always wants to be in charge. So I began to notice what is actually sustenance and what is bullshit? And what I found was like an episode of Shit's Creek a day is sustenance. 19 episodes of something else a day is just bullshit and garbage. So I got really articulate within myself about what is sustaining, what is supporting, what gives you nourishment. But I spent a lot of time starving because a lot of it you can't get from fucking Zoom. Or from whatever it is um, that is not human interaction, it's hard to come away with feeling deeply interacted with when you haven't actually been interacting with humans. So patterns of starvation, notes of starvation, um, deep in the soul, 
I noticed right from the start of pandemic. And I went right toward it because I had no fucking choice but to face my own starvation. Um, remembering that in the before, Bear and I would go out for breakfast every single morning and we would see the same people and the same waitresses and servers and um, they knew us and we knew them and we knew played and we were invited to their weddings and their get togethers and like we were a part of something and we had said goodbye to that and uh, my best friends lived in Ambler and we had said goodbye to them and these new friends that I was counting on I know people in Portland we couldn't get together with because it was a fucking lockdown which that word had never entered our consciousness the border is closed for the first time in my life the United States borders had never closed aside from from immigrants and refugees and people who actually deserve to be here but for us to not be able to go in or out of other countries was a completely new thing there was so much chaos that I just went toward oh my god I need to be more supported than ever before why am I telling you this because my goal as we move through this next phase of pandemic which is like it'll surge and it'll lower and it'll surge and it'll lower but we're going to call it an endemic we're going to call it the end of COVID even if it's not because we've all just collectively decided that we're fucking done with pandemic and somehow that makes a difference <laughs> um the less starved I become, the more that I am reliably filled up. I have ritual. I have routine. I have humans. I ask for help. I ask for like, can you talk to me? Can you Marco Polo me? Can you interact with me? I talk to strangers on the streets. I talk to baristas. I make eyes at children and make them laugh. I pet dogs. The more that I am just allowed to do those things that fill me up, the more starved I notice people are. And again, it's not a judgment. It's not. It's just the way of things I understand. But I desperately want to help people's souls not starve. And for some people that might be like church, double down on church, religion, double down on religion, double down on practices, double down on you taking care of you. That might be the perfect fucking place for you to start. If you do not sleep enough or drink water or have vegetables ever, that's the perfect place to start. But also, that instinct in me as an only child born in the middle of fucking nowhere, who got straight A's and didn't need anybody for any reason, um, whose first, my mom's first notes in her journal about my personality as it began to emerge were that I was little Miss Independent. That was what she fucking called me. I was like, I do it myself. And I'm like, you know, it's like from the moment I could talk, I'm like, I do it myself. As if a one and a half year old can do anything by themselves. Are you fucking kidding me, right? Like, you just leave me on a sidewalk somewhere. Like, I do it myself. I'm in no way prepared to do it myself. But that instinct is so strong. And I do it myself great. I Yes, I do have to do some things myself. We all have to do some things ourselves. No one can work out for me. No one can meditate for me. No one can eat for me. No one can breathe for me. No one can pee or poop for me, right? Like we have to do some things ourselves. But that instinct to constrict and constrict and constrict and just take on more and more and more and more without having an influx of sustenance to go with it, and here I'm calling sustenance human interaction and support, is just going to deepen that sense of being alone and all by yourself and nobody can help and starve and starve and starve and starve and starve. 
So for the past couple of weeks, I have been working on getting so clear and articulate about the shape and size of a container that I can operate um, with maximum amount of energy without going too far into overreaching and falling for this should be scalable. So there should be 24 of these. That's what instinct says. I'm going to offer 3000 of these, right? Because that would be more profitable. <laughs> so finding the parameters of a space and finding the ways that I can be of like true service to starving souls without making them rely on me or allowing them to be so desperate that they'd pull me under as well. That's what I've been working on. And what that looks like is a lot of sitting still, a lot of writing, a lot of journaling, a lot of smoking weed and making lists and then crossing things off the lists, a lot of pushing it just one step further, one more line, a lot of submitting um, what I'm making to people for real critique and criticism running things by clients like would this be interesting to you would that be interesting to you tell me about this um and then resting really well because that's the other part of it is reading graphic novels from the library um and ordering novels and memoirs and poems and listening to podcasts and going for drives to random parts of philadelphia i'm in front of couple of houses in Mount Airy, Philadelphia. That's if you have to geolocate me at this moment. Because the the starving at the soul level is so important to address because if we don't address that, if we just pretend like, oh man, just use Google Calendar for your scheduling, that'll solve everything. That won't fucking solve everything. What we're looking at is a crisis of soul, that there is a critical point by which you have gone so far for so long all by yourself, doing everything all by yourself, ceasing to ask for help, ceasing to ask for support, ceasing to ask for time off, time out, time away paying less and less and less attention to sustenance, being so overwhelmed and overworked that you're like, I will literally binge watch anything for any period of time and calling that rest when it's not. Undersleeping, oversleeping, um, not being able to think straight, being wildly overstimulated but also bored, spending six hours a day on TikTok just scrolling, actively teaching your attention span that 15 seconds is the maximum. Those things will kill soul and spirit. And I'm not interested in sales hacks when your soul is dying. That's what I'm coming to find out. That what I could on the one hand interpret as like, I'm not talking about his business as, business as much as I used to, could be I'm no longer interested in business. That's not true. I'm more interested in soul and spirit and keeping those things alive because the people that listen to this podcast are frankly extraordinary. They tend to be exceptions to the rule of people are always like this or um, it always works this way. They tend to be wildly sensitive and deeply feeling and attendant to matters of soul in a way that other people cannot or will not be. And so I want you to pay attention to, and I'm not going to give you a sales pitch at the end of this. There's no website to go visit. I'm going to Pittsburgh for a week. 
Um, I don't want to be fielding sales emails, but I'm not going to take my laptop. It's not about that. I'm just asking you to check in. Is your soul starving? And then let it answer yes or no. And if it's starving, which in many cases it will be, my soul is like 10% starving where before it was 100% starving. Well, 90% because I've, I've had bear the whole time. Um, is your soul starving? And what do you need to do to make it starve less? There might be physical things, right? Like, like those beginning things for me were like, I need to do yoga. I need to drink water. I need to commit to vegetables. I need to commit to being outside. Um, that might be it. But it might be that you are trying to do everything all by yourself, whether that's run a business, run a family, run a home, run a workshop, run a series of businesses, run a bunch of income streams, generally where you're trying to do it all by yourself. And again, my people tend to be introverts. That's where your soul's going to start because we're pulling more and more and more and more juice to do everything all by ourselves. But we have less and less and less and less juice. I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, normally I would just bang a thing out and then be like, keep going, keep pushing because I have reserves, energetic reserves. And I don't have those anymore. I don't think anyone has an energetic reserve right now. I think we are living in the present more than we ever have been at that level because we don't have either a the ability to look forward into the future five years and be like no no what that's gonna look like let's keep dup, 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 dup. let's keep going um, and we also don't have the illusion that we can navigate five years from now right now like we did before or at least like I did I don't want to project onto you so if your soul is starving come into right here right now this moment. It's okay to cry, but it's not okay. Well, feeling guilty about your soul being starving won't help. It's just about everyone. The people whose souls are not starving shine when you see them because they are so rare and it's so obvious. <laughs> so you're going to come back to this moment with me and let's just take a breath. That's it. Just return to here. Not spinning out into the past, the future. Oh my God. Not judging, not self-attack. Just here. When your soul is starving, if your soul is starving, tell me about where you get disproportionate joy. Not 73 things that you can begin to change at this moment because something is wrong with you. We're going to chase joy. So where do you get disproportionate joy? For example, if you give me $2 in cash, just like two single bills, and I can go to the newsstand and buy scratchies, which are like scratch-off lottery tickets for a dollar a piece, I will get disproportionate joy from that because it's gambling with $2. <laughs> I don't like to gamble with like big money, but like $2 at a time, the scratchies once or twice a week, once or, once or twice a month actually, um, disproportionate joy. Um, there's a t-shirt that I have that's covered in rainbows, disproportionate joy when I wear it. Um, being able to drive around and just listen to podcasts and then record this, disproportionate joy. Um, on Sundays and Mondays when Bear and I just get to be with each other after 
long weeks of sort of conflicting work schedules happening. Disproportionate joy. Um, finding a new Bruce Springsteen song that I fucking love because he has like a 43 year catalog. And by no means have I listened to every Bruce Springsteen song ever. Disproportionate joy. Getting a latte at uh, my favorite coffee house in the morning. Disproportionate joy. And the espresso machine was broken this week. So next week, disproportionate joy for that, right? Where do you get disproportionate joy? And without judging it, like when you wear that sweater, when you go to that place, when you listen to that podcast, when you read that book, when you pay attention to that nature trail, when your kids are all in bed and then you do this, when you wake up and you start with that, when you do morning pages, when you journal, when you get to go to brunch, when you get to see that person, when you get to hang out there, when you get to have a whole day to yourself, when you get to spend the night in a hotel, when you, whatever it is, I'm not judging it. And if you don't judge it, that's super helpful too. Where do you get disproportionate joy? Because that will be the source of beginning to not be starving. That's where the biggest hits are. Vegetables will give you not starving. Absolutely work on that for sure. Blah, 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 self-help. You know how to do that because you're a giver, you're a striver, you know what to do. But the joy though, disproportionate joy. Anytime I get to pet a stranger's dog, disproportionate joy. Anytime children like salute me from across the street because they just see me and they're like, ah, I've never seen that kid before in my life and something in me calls to something in them and they just need to talk to me disproportionate joy where can you cultivate disproportionate joy and oddly this has gotten strangely helpy and experty and I'm sort of like hashtag sorry not sorry (laughs) because that is a clue to follow those are always clues to follow it doesn't matter what it is Um, For one of my best friends, eating breakfast foods, sorry, eating lunch or dinner foods for breakfast is disproportionate joy. Like, I'm having a burrito for breakfast and it's not a breakfast burrito. Disproportionate joy. Okay. Notice those things because they will fill you up much more quickly than just doing the right thing, heavy air quotes, or doing the thing you should do, heavy air quotes, or being responsible, heavy air quotes. Those things are important, but the more starved you are, the more that chasing and allowing your disproportionate joy will begin to fill you back up. How's that for landing a plane? There it is. So this thing that's coming next, the gathering, um, is about stopping the starvation at a community support with other humans level. And also, to be very clear, normalizing where we all are right now. Um, I am wildly and deeply curious about people's interiors and souls. I have a hard trouble. I have a hard time remembering, like, what's the name of where your kid goes to kindergarten? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to remember that, no matter how much I love you. But is your kid happy at that school? Is your kid blossoming at that school? I will remember that because to me, it's the interiors that are important. And are you blossoming or are you dying? Are you like 74 feet under the ground buried? Are you like vaguely popping out like, hello world? Are you just a riot of blossoms? Are you growing and growing and just like expanding like a tree that's finally letting its branches unfurl? Knowing where you are at this moment is important. And then not judging yourself for where you are at this moment is also important. 
And then where do you have the chance to chase your joy? And where can you put joy on the calendar? And again, microseconds of time here for me to take my $2 and feel all rich with my $2, walk into the newsstand, get two scratchy tickets and walk out is a less, less than 90 second interaction. And I, there's a machine for it. I don't even have to talk to a human. I'm not talking about things that take lots of time. I'm talking about where is your disproportionate joy? If you give yourself three minutes to journal per day, what do you get out of that? And if it's more than what you put in, do it. If taking a walk with your dog first thing in the morning is the fucking highlight of your day, don't give it up because your schedule changes or someone else needs you to or someone else asks you to. Whatever it is, if... For me, sometimes disproportionate joy is knowing that it's a work day, but I'm not going to check my email today because fuck it. Because email, frankly, is just some days are better than others, right? Um, Some days that inbox is like, oh, it's like digging out from a hole. And some days I'm genuinely excited to do as much communicating as I do in a day. So on the days when I'm like, I just don't have it. Disproportionate joy is like, I'm not answering email today. You can't make me. That's why I own my own business. (laughs) So where is an act of rebellion a source of disproportionate joy? I'm not fucking doing that. Um, Disproportionate joy that I can think of that's really been remarkable over the years the clients have had is uh, I'm going to stop ironing my sheets. I was like, why the fuck were you ironing your sheets in the first place? Are you serious right now? Who the fuck has time to iron sheets like you put on the bed? Sheets. Seriously? What year is it? Stop. So if there are acts of rebellion or places where you can stop doing a thing or take a break from doing a thing and it gives you disproportionate joy, yes. Like, oh my God, if I could just get somebody else to take my kid and drop them off at preschool, yes. If I could get someone else to pick them up, yes. If I could just stop doing that thing that my kid hates doing that I dragged them to because I told them they had to be committed or blah, 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 whatever. We're trying to teach them a lesson. What if we just drop it and we teach them that sometimes you're allowed to stop doing things you absolutely hate? Yes. So as you track your disproportionate joy, where is an easy hit that gives you way more energy than it takes to do the thing? Where is there an act of rebellion that gives you energy? Because fuck it. Um, Like not checking your email or texts, or WhatsApp, or social media, or whatever the fuck it is that you're just like, some days you can, some days you can't. Where is there something you can stop doing or ask someone to help you to do that would bring you disproportionate joy? So if the matter of being happy with your spouse or unhappy with your spouse is like, can you just do this for 20 minutes? They'll probably do it for you. If that's what you actually need and that's what will actually bring you disproportionate joy. And for me, disproportionate joy is making time and space to be able to go deeply into a thing. So for the last two weeks, I have been deeply into a thing. um, Shaping and crafting and molding and listening and playing. And then equally, disproportionate joy is to disconnect, take a break, completely and totally leave all of my work at home and go play with my friends someplace that I haven't been in a while, which is Pittsburgh. That's happening this week. 
And then I can come back to the work even more joyfully because I have had a break from it. I can see it anew and it can be fresh. It can be lovely. And I can start to do the work of marketing the gathering. But in the meantime, your soul may or may not be starving. It's probably starving. It's okay. Everyone's, it's just about everyone. I'm always asking. I'm always curious. It's just about everyone. It's, the world right now is starvey. It's not abundant e or any other manifesty or the other white lady spiritual bypassing words. It's a difficult world right now. So where can you battle your own starvation instead of just being like, well, I'm going to be starved for the rest of my life. It's only another 30 to 60 years here on this planet just starved right up. That'll be fun. Let's fight that impulse. Let's do the opposite of giving up and starving. (laughs) Oh, and then one final note. The other reason that you might feel like you're starving is because you're trying to not feel what you're feeling. And not feeling uses a disproportionate amount of energy. So to be... God, I hate that it's confessions. Confession... There was a headline. See, that what happened in my head was I didn't want to tell you, but then I'm going to tell you, but then it's going to make you sad. But then that's, it still happens. This is what happened. Um, yesterday, I checked a headline, all the headlines, not just a headline, <laughs> right? And um, I read about how the Russians, as they are leaving Ukrainian cities and places that they have taken over and they're being pushed out of, they are leaving landmines and booby traps Um, in homes, businesses, churches, places of gathering, and and then retreating, like, as they go. There's landmines everywhere. I had to do a whole breathwork session just to be able to feel that so that it would not fuck up my weekend. Because to be like, oh my god, that's fine, that's not an atrocity, that's totally okay, that didn't just, like, pierce me in my soul to pretend that that wouldn't didn't happen and shove it down would be a way to starve myself because it's going to take a lot of energy for me to pretend that's not lingering that's not present in me and that I'm not feeling what I'm feeling which is that is atrocious and I don't really have a word for how terrible that is um I don't I don't have a way to articulate how deeply that pierced my heart and how powerless and numb and horrible and terrible it made me feel. So I had to do a whole breath work to be like, just get it out. Just feel it all. Just make noise, make sound, weep, flail, have your tantrum and feel whatever that is that you're meant to feel. Because we, we wrongly think that those who feel deeply are too weak or sensitive or too... Uh, that they're crumpling in some way when in reality the people that feel the most are often the most alive that a, a heart that is able to cry is able to be pierced is open is kind is also going to be the heart that makes people wave at them from across the street and makes kids just like salute them for no fucking reason other than the fact that they're like hello i see you you're alive so if you're super duper 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 starving and you also feel like you're numb as fuck, feeling will generally be a helpful move in the right direction. 
And you can pick up a breathwork session at breathehealrepeat.com. It's completely free. We'll walk you through. Breathwork might be helpful. For maybe for you, maybe it's kickboxing. Maybe it's it's taking a long walk. Maybe it's a deep journaling. Whatever it is that you can starve even more by just refusing to let yourself feel a thing. I feel like I've been super rambly. This will be helpful to no one ever in any capacity. And also I know that that's asshole brain and I'm going to publish anyway. So may you get to pet every single dog you see out and about. May you acknowledge the places where your soul is starving without making yourself wrong or bad or broken in any capacity. May you be able to easily and quickly locate sources of disproportionate joy. May you find the courage, the time, the energy, the money to pursue those sources of disproportionate joy. May you be deeply honest about the state of your soul at this moment, knowing that it's not a permanent thing, that no matter how depleted you are, you can get pleated. May you refuse to beat yourself up for whatever it is you're feeling because at least you're feeling. The great drive is toward numbness. The great drive is toward muting yourself. The great drive is toward pretending you are fucking fine when you are not. May you easily locate places where you get sustenance and make time for that sustenance. May you find sources of deep connection. May you ask for deep connection in any capacity that's possible and that's available to you. May you be kind to yourself as we move through these completely uncharted waters as a globe and as a community. May children wave at you gleefully from across the street when you pass them, even though they are complete strangers. May you find the time and the space and the capacity to connect with yourself, with your soul, with your needs, with your desires, with your loves, and with your joy. And may you honor whatever it is that you need at this moment, no matter how much your brain may try to judge it. Just let it be exactly, exactly as it is. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my big squiggly ramble. (laughs) I will be back with you in a bit. We'll see if I record anything in Pittsburgh or not, because I don't know. I gave up content calendars a long time ago. They never work for me. I'm good at making them, not good at following through on them. And thank you for being here, for beginning the process of unstarving yourself or for continuing it in a really serious way. I can't wait to share the gathering with you and um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I love you. Thank you. And we will talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. One more time. The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, 
while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.